I want to win again for sure, but like my next goal is, is Bathurst. Now that uh, emphasis on that raises, and I need to try and get that done. When I first took over the team at the end of 2012, beginning of 2013, uh, weren't especially rosy, but we managed to win a, a race with Chaz Mostert that year in, in July, and I thought, gee, this caper's bloody easy. Hey, I'm David Reynolds from Penrite Racing, and this is Inside Supercars. Welcome to Inside Supercars, a big show post at Taylor Bend. Craig, your second visit to the Bend, and was it uh, a lot of fun this weekend? Yes, it was interesting. It was busy. Uh, there's plenty of things going on in supercars, as we are going to uh, touch on in the next few moments here on the show. But yes, racing, I, I, it didn't change my opinion. This track will lend itself to a long race. And, of course, five minutes before the start of Saturday's race, they said, oh, look, next year it's going to be a long race, taking over the Sandown 500's position. Well, it's a, an interesting development and one I think that has been forecast by many people, including yourself. Um, I think it's a terrific thing and it's certainly a venue that's uh, well suited to uh, people fronting up for a long race on Sunday. So um, many new items came up over the weekend, um, some uh, that have been on the boil for some time, things like James Courtney, that uh, confirming that he's going to be leaving Walkinshaws at the end of this year. Um, not surprised uh, for anyone, really, is there? No, I think uh, the team had resolved itself to... Uh, they were going to lose James Courtney. They are well down the tracks in negotiations. Well, they're well down the tracks with an agreement with Chas Mostert, of course, uh, he can't do anything because of contractual arrangements until his current contract has ended, but it looks for certain that he is going to Walkinshaw Andretti United. Uh, Scott Pye's future at the team is up in the air. So that is a, a seat that I'm hearing could be, could be uh, Todd Hazelwood's next year, such as the discussions that have been going around and such is the speculation that's going around. Um, a lot of people have put Courtney into a second car at Charlie Swerkholt Racing. And one of the things that I heard over the course of the weekend is that uh, although Charlie, as you'll hear in this grab, has said that he doesn't have a sponsor yet, that uh, isn't what uh, I had heard on the grapevine. When the numbers stack up, when the sponsors come on board, when at all, you know, it could be a few months, it could be, yeah, I'm not sure yet, but it's it's work in progress for sure. Now, later in the weekend, I heard that DeWalt, and uh, many people would be familiar with the Marcus Ambrose DeWalt number nine that he raced in NASCAR uh, a few years ago. He, I'm hearing that DeWalt might be the sponsor on that second car, so he'll have a DeWalt car and a Irwin Tools car is the... Uh, is the speculation. And um, then Paul Gover wrote a story, uh, or wrote some uh, post on social media, that Charlie's moving his team to Sydney and going to try and leverage on the back of having uh, uh, Winterbottom and Courtney, both Sydney boys, is in the drivers of the team. Now, I was hearing the rumour, and normally you do your rumours and whispers at the end of the show, but uh, I was hearing the rumour that GRM, with um, their relationship with Boost Mobile would be uh, heading the supercar team up to Sydney. So uh, two rumours about teams moving to Sydney where there's smoke, there's fire, but uh, the latest one being that it will be a Courtney-Winterbottom pairing 
at uh, Team 18. And Tony, the other question I put to Charlie was, where was he going to get his wreck from? And uh, we had at the team owners' press conference, Charlie's work called Barry Ryan from Erebus and Brad Jones. They uh, weighed in as well about where the wreck should come from. Yeah, look, I haven't really got into to the wreck situation that deep yet. Um, I think they potentially could release the other two if... If no one's going to sell any, I'm not really sure. I've got to get the money coming in the door before, you know, buying a wreck. But I, I don't think it'll be a huge problem. I, I'm not too, uh, too sure really, but um, there's, there's two sitting there now. So I'm, I'm sure the sport will want another car racing for sure if, um, you know, it's a good thing for the sport to have an extra car. Brad, Barry, do you want to see uh, the income divvied up a bit more? Or do you think they have to go, people who want a second wreck... We'll have to go up pit lane and find one. Personally, well, personally, I think more cars the better. I know it divvies up the wreck a bit, but we've got to um, the income. Sorry, we've got to have um, maximum cars on the grid to make the show better, and that's, that's my opinion. Yeah, well, I'm not that far away from there either. If, if um, you know, as you said, we've got two two wrecks sitting there, and and um, you know, at this time of year, there's always a lot of discussion about who's in and who's not. Um, you know, times aren't easy. Everyone knows that no matter what sort of business you're in, it's not just supercars that are finding business pretty tough. But, um, you know, I would encourage the business to help Charlie into one of the, the two wrecks that are there. And I, I don't think anyone would have a problem with that. The more cars we've got, the better. You know, we've got to enter by October the 18th, I think it is. So it'll all wash out and we'll see what happens and what comes out. And if, if I go that way, for sure. Yeah, um... Certainly interesting. I mean, uh, yes, we've uh, long known that the uh, Western Sydney boys of Courtney and Winterbottom are uh, always out there touting their wares. Um, the other piece of news that came out, and it's following, of course, uh, Thomas Randall's debut in the series on board the Scandia Mustang, was that uh, he is definitely going to be driving with Lee Holdsworth in the number five Bottle Mustang. So that's fantastic news for young Thomas. He certainly... Uh, Showed plenty when he was there on track on uh, all three days, I understand. Yeah, it was very, very... Came out of the box on Friday with a fantastic performance up in that top 10 uh, and then was in, you know, that top 15 for the rest of the weekend. So it was a very, uh, very pleasing performance by Thomas. Uh, Every time I saw him, he had a big smile on his face and and Tim Edwards, when I spoke to him, was also talking about... uh, how happy he was with the performance and it was important I guess for Thomas to get the laps because of the announcement coming on Monday but also good that they were showing how they can put that extra car out there and it can be competitive as well. Of course for the Holden team Stoney that was just grist for the mill about how superior the Mustang body shape is. Yeah indeed. Um, Yes and it's certainly good for uh... Tickford to be uh, showing a new brand and, and successfully integrating that brand as Scandia, who are a very successful Australian company, been around about 40 or 50 years, so that was terrific. Um, apart from uh, announcing the uh, news that the uh, 500 will be running at Tail and Bend, and I assume in the similar sort of September time slot to Sandown's run um, prior to Bathurst in 2020, that's the speculation at the moment. Now, in the white flag lap, we'll talk further about the calendar and uh, some of the uh, some of the stuff going out. As I sit here, 
the uh, calendar is supposed to be released on Wednesday or Thursday this week, so we will speculate what we already know about the calendar in 2020. One of the delightful things for the weekend was Will Davison getting back on a podium. Second time this year he's done it. More importantly, he's just getting that much closer to a win. He certainly had the pace. The car was held up and it had a hiccup with a uh, firebox fire. And uh, I think they're not far away for Phil Monday and Will Davison and the Milwaukee team to enjoy that uh, ultimate success in inside supercar. Um, Supercars, so that'll be great to uh, see. You would have enjoyed seeing uh, Phil and the boys uh, reminiscing and feeling great about the world. Well, of course, Phil wasn't there again, so Queensland he wasn't there, and they got oh, that no. third place, uh, second place at the bend. And there was a social media post uh, joking to the fact that Phil, you're banned from the racetrack because uh, they've had their <laughs> best success when he's not there. Okay, then um, this week's show, um, you were caught up with a couple of. Record breakers. First of all, uh, Scotty, who broke uh, Craig Lowndes' 20-year record, it would it be, or close to 20-year record, uh, um, of the 96. number of wins per season. 96, so more than. Yeah, yeah, quite extraordinary. I remember vividly that uh, season of Craig's. And I understand that it's been also announced that uh, Scotty's created another record for himself. Well, he's in matching. Mark Donoghue, a man that you uh, certainly respect his driving prowess from the 60s, where Donoghue also got 16 yeah. race wins in a season for Team Penske. Yes, and this is a man who, of course, was uh, in one season will be competing in Trans Am, Can Am, 5,000 Indy cars, and a bit of Formula One thrown in late in the season. Anyway, on with the show. So, Craig and Scotty, our first ones after the break. Each week, join the Inside Motorsport team as they look at all the news from across Australia and around the world. Still a bit in shock. Uh, <laughs> thanks, thanks, everyone. Dissecting the sport with interviews, news and opinion. Got to put money back into the sport at the lower levels to develop the kids and bring them up. You can't rely upon good luck. For Daniel Ricciardo's old man to have found a few mates that tip some money in and send him overseas, there actually needs to be a structure. Inside Motorsport broadcast on community radio and online at sportradio.com.au. The views expressed on Inside Supercars, including the panellists and guests, do not reflect the views of the network, Thunder Media or Sport Radio. Any publication or rebroadcast of the show without the expressed written permission of Thunder Media is strictly prohibited. Hi, I'm Jack LeBrock from Truck Assist Techno Racing. Welcome to Inside Supercars. Welcome back to Inside Supercars, Craig Ravel and Tony Whitlock. I had a chance to speak along with Stefan Bartholomeus from supercars.com and Andrew Van Leeuwen from motorsport.com to Scott McLaughlin following his Sunday success equaling his 16-race haul in a season. And Scott was asked about her, was Craig's reaction to that result. As Craig does, you know, he was, he was um, yeah, really, uh, yeah, I guess, yeah, I don't know. He was, it, was, it was fine. Um, yeah, just talked about, you know, hopefully potentially doing it in New Zealand, uh, trying to pass. I've got an opportunity now to maybe set a record, and, and you know, I'm excited for that. He's someone that you've been sort of compared to on and off track for years now. Is it sort of surreal to actually be like literally equaling some of his records? Yeah. Oh, it's it's hard to put into words because you work your butt off to get to an opportunity like this, to be in a a car that's fast enough to do it. I never thought I could, or anyone probably thought that they could get to that record. Um, 
you know, and, and that's that's a proud moment for all of us because the execution rate, I guess, has improved. Like, if you look at my racing in 2016, 2017, you know, from the front, I probably wasn't amazing. I feel like I've just sort of, even today, I went back to third. I sort of, you know, don't don't self-implode. I sort of just think about it and figure out that well, maybe we might be able to, you know, if I pressure them, we might be able to, you know, affect them on strategy. And, um, you know, I think that's changed with me and I'm just excited to be able to have the opportunity. Um, just looking at New Zealand last year, you and Shane going at it, it was bloody awesome. Yeah. You guys seem to have kicked on in a way that they haven't been able to this year. Do you hope that he can bring something on home soil and you guys can have that battle again, or would you rather just leave him in the mirror? Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, no, look, it's, I think it, you'll see that Shane will bounce back. He's, you know, I think any time a Kiwi goes to New Zealand, it's like when Murph went to Pookie or even when Murph went to Bathurst, you know, if someone likes that, that track or whatever, they'll, they'll find a way to be at the front, so... Fully expect that it's going to be a, a battle. Um, oh, I don't mind. I don't mind uh, not having a battle. <laughs> it's all right, yeah. But uh, it's. Uh, I'll just you know keep pissing people off and keep uh, driving as fast as I can. You mentioned about expectation, and you have mentioned about the the change of expectation. But do you really? Can you really compartmentalise, knowing that every time you've got a rocket ship that under all circumstances, you should be able to drive it. How do you yeah. take that out of what you have to do in the car? Um, like you mean like... Uh, like, like um, yeah, because so, like yeah, how do you, you know, what you might be discussing with Emma as opposed to oh, okay. what you do with what, what you'd had to go through when you lost championship. Yep. Now, yep. everybody oh, expects yeah, you to win. Yeah. Everyone yeah. here expects you to win. Yep. How do you turn that off? Yeah, well, that's... You. I've got a I've got a few techniques that I do. You know, it's just you know I uh, visualize a lot and 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 you know breathing even in the car when I'm going just to keep me calm and and keep my heart rate low and stuff. Um, even in quality laps, that's probably where you know it pays off the most. Um, but I've got a I guess a confidence now that that, that really helps, um, especially with the team in the car and feeling that. Um, but yeah, I, look, I don't think I've changed as a person. Like there's all those reports. So I don't think I've ever changed as a person. Maybe certainly I'm a bit more serious at the track. I've grown up a bit, as everyone does. Um, but I, I, yeah, I, I off the track. You should have seen the Bucks play last week. It was pretty wild. So yeah. Anyway, it was you know the the racing side. You get to the race. You know this is what we do for a livelihood. I'm out there to beat 25 other people. Like I, I don't need to be friends with anyone. So I, yeah, it's just how I, how I go about things now. For Bathurst, have you been working with Emma on anything different, preparing yourself with that? Um, no, no, it's just, uh, you know, same old, same old. As much as you, you try and make it the same track as anything else, it, you know, it is, it, it is what it is. So I've just got to um, try and combat that. We'll see. I'm sure my my uh, mind will go crazy when I get there and we'll just see how we go. Frenchie will keep you in line. Yeah, he always does. <laughs> this will be the last chance to win a Sandown 500. Yeah. This year, yeah. Does yeah. that some, does that add a little bit of pressure? That'd be a nice thing to sort of have on the uh, on the CV. Yeah, the yeah, for sure. Um, that you know, and Bathurst is big for me. Um, good points as well. So yeah, look, anytime. Um, last year we got absolutely towed up again. So hopefully we can do what we did this weekend and, and come back pretty strong. So um, we'll see. <laughs> nah, never enough. <laughs> never enough. No, no, no. Nah. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you need to do a harker. Yeah, 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 maybe something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Just, I'm more, it's got park assist, doesn't it? Well, Craig Lowndes, Scott McLaughlin's equaled one of the records that most people thought would never be broken with 16 race wins in a season. 
And he's still got a bloody lot more races to do this year. What's your thoughts? Oh, look, I think it's fantastic. Records are there to be broken, and uh, he's having a stellar year. The car's working well. Um, he's driving exceptionally well, and uh, um, you know, there's no doubt that uh, it won't be a matter of if, it'll be a matter of when. I guess the one thing is you have got the uh, three opportunities now to stop him adding to the total. Oh, well, that's true too. I suppose I can, can uh, extend my side of it, but uh, look, uh, he's just having a great year. I think that uh, we see uh, from decades to decades, uh, you know, you'll, you'll have a dominant driver in a team, and, uh, you know, he's in that period. And you've got to ride them while they last. Oh, 100%. And, uh, you know, as I said, uh, uh, we've got three opportunities to try and knock him off again if we can. But uh, I think that, uh, you know, going to New Zealand, it's a home track for him and a home, home country. He'll be full of, uh, you know, uh, confidence going into there, especially coming off the back of this weekend. What about the nerves? Well, you are the compartmentalising genius. How did you switch off when you're in these sort of runs to not let things like that worry you? Oh, he's just got to do what he naturally does, and uh, his routine and everything else. I think that uh, you know, for him, he'll just uh, and from listening to him and, uh, and uh, watching his body language, he's just doing his own routine, and he's found a routine that works. And uh, don't change it. And what about you, sitting up in the commentary box? How's this year been? Oh yeah, good. I think it's uh, probably a good year to step out of it. <laughs> with all what's going on with the Mustang, has been proven to be a good car. But uh, no, it's um, you know, it's great that uh, you know. Uh, to be able to step into a, a TV role and, uh, and still watch it and be part of the whole event. But, uh, of course, uh, you know, itching to get back in the car for Bathurst. And you still have to go to Winton. Uh, yeah, yeah, still got to go to Winton. But, uh, you know, Winton's actually not a bad place. It's just, uh, you know, I don't think it suits our cars that well. But, uh, but you know, as a, as a place, the audience, the fans and the, track, and the track itself is uh, always lens for good racing. Great, great to have your time. Cheers, thank you. It's certainly interesting to reflect on both those drivers who have... Already, Scotty's you know creating records, setting standards, and standards that Craig set, and then Jamie came along and broke. Um, they both have a, a, a relaxed demeanour about them, don't they? They they just stand apart for that reason, Craig, don't they? Don't they? Yeah, they have learnt how to compartmentalise very well, as we heard from both of them in those interviews. The way they've been able to. Uh, set that apart and uh, and move forward with the job at hand. But uh, what has been interesting is this ongoing tête-à-tête with uh, David Reynolds and, uh, and uh, throwing the barbs at Scott McLaughlin. As you'll hear here in this press conference, I think Scott's had enough of uh, David's uh, little jibes. I've had enough of his shit. <laughs> Very unlike Scott to react like that, wasn't it, Tony? Indeed. Uh, they, they do come from totally different backgrounds, totally different characters. And, uh, you know, I mean, I imagine that supercars are almost rubbing their hands together. And Lee, I mean, you know, in the old days, it was either Scaife and Ingle or before that, it was uh, Murphy and Ambrose. Um, antagonism is great for the series, isn't it? You know, to have two people jabbing away at each other. Um, and uh, I don't think either of them take it too seriously, do they? Well, I certainly know David Reynolds doesn't. Uh, I don't know, Scott just... Yeah, yeah. I think Scott's just over it and, and you know, wants, wants to keep that sort of rubbish, you know, away from himself because he, he just doesn't need it at the moment. He's uh, working through what will be the most successful season of uh, a supercar driver probably for some time. After the break, we'll be back with Todd Hazelwood and Anton Di Pasquale. Each week, join the Inside Motorsport team as they look at all the news from across Australia and around the world. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it means a lot. You know, through the years, a lot of reference this race is one of our majors. 600 miles around here is no easy task. Uh, we're able to take the two levels to the boys and, uh, and meet Anthony Bigley in the final, which uh, we were able to do. Um, take the win off him. So it was, uh, yeah, it was a great weekend for the uh, Rapsdale family. Inside Motorsport broadcast on community radio and online at sportradio.com.au. Join in the conversation. Post your thoughts on our Sport Radio Facebook page. Hi, I'm Will Brown, co-driver of the Penrite Racing number 99 car for Anton Di Pasquale. Welcome to Inside Supercars. Welcome back to Inside Supercars. Craig Ravel and Tony Whitlock. So now you continue on your weekend of uh, the pit paddock, uh, trawling for uh, personalities and uh, successful people in the paddock, and you were able to catch up with both Todd Hazelwood and Anton Di Pasquale, who had mixed weekends, they both did, but uh, they had some interesting thoughts on their, their time. Todd Hazelwood racing back at home, and it was a, a weekend of mixed fortunes, to say the very least. Yeah, not wrong. It was uh, a weekend that got away for us. It just never really started well and didn't progress well on Saturday, but now we're really happy to finish 14th after a yeah, pretty tough weekend here on Sunday. It's interesting to see how the team has been progressing this year and how you have been able to grow with the season as well. Yeah, definitely. You know, 12 months ago here at this event, we made the transition from Ford to Holden. I think we definitely proved that was the right call to make. Um, you know, showing the, the success that we've had as a single car team, I think it's been a yeah, fantastic thing for us as a team and yeah as you said we've just been growing and building with it and and you know as, as of recently been starting to get a bit of consistency it's just probably this weekend's been uh the one that got away for us a little bit it's uh caught us by surprise and uh, we had to not reinvent the wheel but yeah certainly explore a few different setup options to try and get the sweet spot this weekend how did you get home when the bonnet was over your window oh uh, yeah certainly had my uh, challenges uh face at that point Worst thing was, normally you can try and see un- in the little piece underneath, but because the, the bonnet had cracked completely, I couldn't even see through there. So I was just referencing off the side of the road and trying to look as far ahead as I could through the side windows. So there was a couple of scary moments because I didn't really know where I was. But, yeah, got it back to pit lane and at, at, obviously at that point then realised that uh, it was game over. Too much damage to uh, try and get it back out on track. Did the officials ask like ask the question of you sh- or say to you you should have parked it when you had so limited vision? Uh, look, I obviously got back there safely and I wasn't going at crazy speeds or anything. I slowed it right down and made sure. I obviously can see people coming up behind me, so I was more probably looking out in my rear mirrors more so than obviously looking out the front. There wasn't much to see. So, yeah, I think you know, I did it in the safest manner possible and, yeah, there was no issue. Looking ahead, though, Pukekohe is a, a fast track that likes a, a nice, well-balanced car. How are you thinking and how are you looking forward to that event? Yeah, I think Bukakoe should suit us quite well. You know, there's a bit of press about this weekend. Obviously, we're looking forward to getting on the hard tyre and a few other elements, but this track is super unique to anything else we've raced on all year. And probably the biggest thing that caught us out was that the track probably hadn't gripped up as much as what we thought. So going back to Bukakoe, we know what that track's like. Um, We're fast on the hard tyre at Phillip Island. You know, again, a high-speed flying circuit where you need good car balance. So, yeah, hopefully we can hit the ground running there and be on the money and be there or thereabouts. The championship for just about everyone. Sorry. The championship for just about everyone is uh, now really gone. <laughs> so is there more emphasis, you think, this year on the Enduro Cup and what you can do during those three races? Yeah, definitely. Obviously, there's a huge huge amount of points available and you know, I feel quite frustrated because the last few events we've been on track for great results, but we've never had the the final race result convert and we've lost a great amount of points so I'm, I'm pretty hungry to get some points back if we can and 
I'd love to try and finish inside that top 15 in the championship because, you know, we've finished inside the top 15 every round this year at one point. Um, so I think the consistency has been there or thereabouts. So to finish the year off there would be nice. And what about the inevitable 20, the inevitable 2020 question? How is your progress going? Uh, it's progressing. Still really hard to say, probably too early to say. But, um, yeah, I'm just trying to do the best job on track to try and ensure that um, I keep myself on the grid for next year. And still living the dream? Always living the dream. You know, it's obviously it has its highs and low points, but at the end of the day, it's still one of 24 guys out there. It's essentially one in a million in this country to be driving at the pinnacle of Australian motorsport. So I certainly don't feel like I've been hard done by. Um, I feel privileged to be in the position that I am and thankful for everyone involved who's make it, made it all happen. Well, it's always a pleasure to catch up with you, and we look forward to seeing how the rest of the season progresses. Thank you very much. Likewise. Anton Dipswale, it's been an interesting weekend at Taylor Bend. And as you're finding these podiums a bit more regularly, that must then set the bar even higher for the next time you put the helmet on. Uh, yeah, for sure. It's always good to get another podium under the belt. Um, we got the one early in the year at Phillip Island. Uh, missed a couple there. One at Darwin and another potential one at Townsville. So to get one here is really cool. Um, it's a credit to everyone and a lot of hard work. And um, obviously the car's in a pretty good window in these kind of circuits. So uh, it's good to get a result when you, when you deserve one. It's cool. How is the confidence level and how is your uh, mental state going into these races where you've, you've been to the tracks before, you've been in the car before, and now you know that you've got a, a weapon of choice? Yeah, it's always good. Um, we generally roll into most circuits and we're pretty on the money early on in the piece, so it's good to know uh, we're rolling out of the track fast uh, fast, and then from there we're working together pretty well and developing the car, and that's what we did pretty good this weekend. Um, I think we just got a, on top of this, what we needed to get out of the car early on, and uh, that's why we're so strong on, on the Saturday and everyone worked it out, I think, a bit more for the Sunday, but uh, we were there a bit earlier, which uh, got us results. So that is, it's always good when you work good as a team and you get a result. And as we get set for the Enduros coming up with Bathurst not far away, how is your progress and what you're putting in place for that with Will? Uh, yeah, it's, it's all good. Um, it's, it's, it's not too stressful at the moment. We've got a uh, same car, same seat, same driver, same everything else. So um, in terms of all the being comfortable and everything, shouldn't be an issue. Um, he's been in the car a few times now. I've been pretty fast every time. So um, And then again, our car's been good on the long... Long circuits on the hard tyres, so we seem to have a pretty good baseline for that. Um, but we'll have a test day and work all, all through the small things to make sure we're all good. But uh, so far, all good. He follows you pretty closely, obviously. Do you have a look at what he's doing when he's when you're not racing and he is? Yeah, I, I, I look at all my friends and what they're doing. And if, even if I, don't, if I don't know them, I'm watching most categories and keeping an eye on everything. Um, I'm a lover of motorsports, so I watch pretty much everything. The time I'm not at the track, I try and be at the track or watch it on TV or online or whatever so um, for, for sure we speak a lot about what's going on and I call him throughout his race weekend and see how he's going and then try and help him with the Super 2 and all that kind of stuff too so because you know the better he goes the better he's feeling about his driving the better he'll be in my car and uh, the better we'll go as a team so that's the whole idea Has he wet your appetite to even try some other racing like the TCR? Uh, no not really I'm, I'm pretty happy doing what I'm doing um, I stick to supercars and sort of get my focus on what's important um, but I, I, I do a lot of other driving and other things, not so much on a, on a competitive level, um, but more you know, for fun and training and coaching. It's, 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 it's a few of the young guys, especially with Paul. Um, so I'm happy doing that, and that keeps me busy enough rather than stepping into, into something else and just focus on what's important in supercars and then um, anything else that comes up, like the 12-hour and things like that. Yep. 
Well, we hope you have a great time in New Zealand and then looking forward for the start of the Enduro Cup because of the way the championship's going, it looks like everyone's going to be trying to win that trophy. Uh, yeah, it's, you know, any time there's a trophy up for grabs, I don't think there'll be one person down pit lane that doesn't want it. Um, you know, we, we try and take every race as it comes, but championship's long pitcher, um, Enduro Cup's another pitcher, and then, but I think Bathurst is the real one everyone wants. It's going to be quite tough this year. Uh, you can see the pace has really stepped up from last year. Our cars were good there last year, but I think we're going to have a bit of competition this year, so we're going to have to be on our game to to get a good result. And at the same time, it's, it's a thousand k, so anything can happen. You just have to be in the fight. Well, congratulations! Another solid weekend, and all the best for the rest of the year. Thanks, mate. Cheers. Each week, join the Inside Motorsport team as they look at all the news from across Australia and around the world. This year in Formula 3, I think, is a fantastic environment for me to be doing that. However, I believe for myself, uh, a sustainable career in tin tops such as Fiat Supercars in Australia is where I see myself. Second crack at the Australian title since we've been back, and a bit unlucky the first time that we end up with a win there at Speedway City uh, two weeks ago. Inside Motorsport broadcast on community radio and online at sportradio.com.au. Join in the conversation, post your thoughts on our Facebook page and to ask a question, email insiders at sportradio.com.au. Hi, I'm Tony Delberto from Shell V-Power Racing. Welcome to Inside Supercars. Final thought, Craig, uh, for, for me, I'll uh, just go first and say that I think it's fantastic that uh, the Ben gets the 500. I would have even liked to have seen it added to, not taken uh, one away, but have four in the Pertec Enduro Cup. Um, yeah, maybe it is just a straight budget thing because obviously it does cost money to put a car on track for a 500k enduro um, but uh, I think it's fantastic news so uh, Talon Ben joins in the supercar era Sandown, Phillip Island and Ipswich as tracks that have run a 500k race and certainly Sandown and, uh, has the most successful of them so the Talon Ben's got something to live up to uh, you would agree there? Well, you certainly hope it doesn't live up to Phillip Island and Queensland Raceway, Tony, because both those tracks won't be part of the Supercar Series in 2020. Uh, At the moment, the calendar, as we speak, not confirmed, but uh, those tracks look like they've not made the cut. Sydney Motorsport Park comes back in, and it's expected to be a night race. So Perth and Sydney Motorsport Park, both night races next year. And from what I understand of the calendar, starts at Adelaide, but the bend will have the pre-season test. So that's an interesting one. Uh, Melbourne, then off to Simmons Plains, to Perth. Then I believe it's Winton. Now, uh, I think they're going to flip-flop Darwin and Townsville. And I've been hearing that they might go Townsville-Darwin, which is obviously different to the previous years. Um, You head over to Sydney, Bend, Bathurst, Gold Coast, and then on into... uh, Sorry, Pookie comes up in Anzac Day, so I missed Pookie at the beginning. And then you'll go to Newcastle to round off the season. So the end of season then would be... Taylor Bend, Bathurst, Gold Coast, and then Newcastle. That's my understanding, unless I've missed a round somewhere there. But uh, as I said, it all will be revealed probably after we, uh, well, certainly after we go to air and put this to bed. But that's the uh, the story. So I I think New Zealand back 
to the Anzac Day weekend. I think that worked the last couple of times, Tony, and I, I hope that'll be a good move. Uh, the two night races, at one stage there was talk that the two night races might even be back-to-back, uh, go over to Perth and then go to uh, Sydney Motorsport Park. Um, but then there's been some changes since then. Sandown will be 400 k's over the weekend, two 200-kilometre races. Um, once again, there was talk about doing the Adelaide format of two 250s, but I could understand the marketing problem you'd have there, Tony. If you started saying it's the Sandown 500, it's the Sandown 500, many people would think, I'll just go out on Sunday and watch the race, and, of course, they get there only to see half a race in their mind because the other half of the race was run on the Saturday. Um, so I think in some respect when they decided they weren't going to run a 500k race in one day at Sandown, they had to actually change the format completely um, so as they were you know, promoting a completely different event. Um, you're certainly being more experienced in the marketing side of things and uh, get your take on that. I, I think that uh, it's sad to see Sandown lose that uh, wonderful... Uh, you know, venue as an endurance race, but as we know that the uh, the pit lane was uh, dramatically uh, smaller than it should be in a current climate. You know, we we wouldn't want to see any more of those Adelaide type fiascos that happened this year. Um, and so, Tail and Bend, of course, is the new style. Plenty of width, plenty of space, and uh, it's you know warranted to be part of it. And I imagine that maybe the Shaheen family who built the track. That was part of their plan from the start, so who knows? It, uh, it's certainly one place to look forward to. That, uh, the track only keeps on improving from each time we go there. So I'd say that uh, something to look forward to for 2020, but uh, next uh, thing of note, of course, is New Zealand. And uh, I'm certainly, while I won't be there, I'll be watching it uh, closely to see uh, how the cars run out. And Scotty will more than likely like to reset the bar in terms of number of race wins in a season. So that's it from uh, all on Inside Supercars. Thank you, uh, Craig, and good night from me. And good night from him. Inside Supercars is produced by Thunder Media. Tune in next week for more at sportradio.com.au or lock in the podcast on your iTunes or mobile device. Search Inside Supercars.